I'm Monty. This is the Marriage Bites Podcast. We get real about the joys and challenges of marriage through bites of wisdom we have learned over the years. Our aim is to share this wisdom with you so your marriage won't bite. All hands, brakes for impact! Oh, what are we doing? We're starting. I thought we'd start out from a line from Star Trek. Nemesis. I get them all confused. I don't know all the different names, but I believe you. Although, doesn't every Star Trek have Brace for Impact somewhere in it? Not all of it, but some of it. Most of them. It's not a good story if it doesn't have some sort of problem happening that makes somebody say Brace for Impact. I was going to say something else, like blurt out something else, but it was probably inappropriate. (laughs) So my brain, my filter said, no, don't say this. Go to Star Trek because it's always going to be good. (laughs) Okay, hopefully you've all been anxiously awaiting this week's episode. Because it's been a whole week. Yes, it has. Since we talked about burnout. It's actually been like five minutes for us. Shh. Trick photography. (laughs) That's right. The magic of technology. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, so last week's episode was about burnout what it is, what's causing it, and today we have for you the solution. Dun, 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 dun. Self-care. Oh, snap. We've identified six things that can help reduce feelings of burnout. This is not a full exhaustive list. There are probably other things that work for you. Remember, you don't have to remember all six. It's like when you go to listen to someone giving a speech or a talk in church and they give you, you know, 12 points to be a better person. It's like... And then you have to do all of them. I'm like, I can't remember all 12. Take one little bite from this Mm -hmm. and try to use it in your life. That's what we're asking. Yes, that's a good point. You don't necessarily have to do all of them in order to take care of yourself. Decide what works for you, what speaks to you, and take that and run with it. Do whatever helps you. Right. Because we learn little bit by little bit and... We just can't take in everything from the fire hose. Yes, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I'm not saying we're a fire hose of information. We're a fire hose of something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the first area that I want to talk about is exercise and nutrition. You are going to feel tired or depleted if you are not giving your body what it needs to do what you're asking it to do. I know I used to never exercise. Maybe once in a while we'd go for a walk or maybe sometimes we'd hike or I'd ride a bike or something, but I didn't have any regular exercise. Once I started exercising, probably five or six years ago, I was amazed how good I felt. It's good for your cardiovascular system. It's good for all the systems. It's good for your emotions because exercise helps move energy through you. And from the book we mentioned last week, Burnout, they say that exercise is the number one way to complete the stress cycle. Mm. Remember we talked about you have the stressor, and then you have the stress, and if the stressor goes away, but if the stress doesn't, then you have to complete the stress cycle in order to actually process the stress. Exercise is the number one way. There are other ways as well, which you'll have to read the book in order to find out what they are. It's a really good book. I think exercise is something that is a very personal thing. Some people think exercise I've got to, means you've got to go to the gym for three hours and work your guts out. It could be as simple as going on a walk. 
It could be as simple as maybe going for a 20-minute jog. Right. There's the right exercise for everybody. And there's no one right way to exercise. What I like to say is the best exercise is the one that you will do. Yeah, really if good point. If going for a walk is what you like, do that. If you like yoga, do that. If you like an upbeat exercise class, maybe a dance aerobics exercise class or to do exercise together with other people or to just do it on your own. Again, there's like as many people as there are, there are as many ways to exercise. All right, so nutrition. Kind of the same thing for nutrition. The best food plan is the one that you'll do. Maybe it doesn't quite... <laughs> that if is your food plan, though, is going to McDonald's and eating chicken nuggets because they have white chicken or white meat in them, that's not really nutrition. Right. I mean, as many people as there are, the nutrition needs of each individual is different. And you know when you're eating healthy for you or when you're not eating healthy for you based on how you feel. And yeah, there's differences in all of us. And it's one thing that drives me a little bit crazy about watching people on TV or you know on YouTube and they're talking about nutrition. They're like, well, you just got to do it my way. And if you do it my way, it's perfect. And there's no other good way. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bunch of bunk. Well, that's just marketing. That's just diet culture. It is. And it I is. reject diet culture. Best thing to do, I think, if you're really confused about nutrition, is find a local nutritionist, consult with them, and see what works for right. you. I'm not a nutritionist. And last time I checked, you weren't a nutritionist either. Actually, when I went to college, I obtained an animal science degree. And so I'm an authority. I actually took a class on feeds and, and dietary stuff for animals and it's okay. pretty much the same i mean know, alfalfa versus you know lettuce it's kind of the same it, right yeah. so anyway we're not we're not advocating for any one particular nutrition plan but um i know that for me i've found a somebody who can help me take the supplements that i need and it really does help give my body the building blocks to do what it needs to do yeah it's good nutrition You want to talk about the next one? Novelty. When I think of novelty, I think of something totally different that Jennifer from Lyson Fife talks about. And if you know about her, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, that is legit. So novelty is something that stimulates your brain. Um, it could be anything from, you know, a book to maybe listening to a podcast, the Marriage Bites podcast. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Actually, it might make you dumber. I'm not sure if this one is stimulating or not. You it's too early to know. <laughs> Maybe it goes in the. I don't. It just goes in the category of fun. So doing something that's fun, I think, uh, going on vacations. um, Wait, we're not talking about fun yet. We're still talking about novelty: reading books, listening to podcasts, maybe an online course that you've always been interested in, or sometimes it's something like changing your job at work, getting a promotion, moving into a different role, and now it's something new. You have new responsibilities. Or going back to school for something that you've always been interested in. Or taking up painting. Or I know when everyone was locked down, so many people were talking about painting or making bread or gardening or learning a new instrument. Well, and think about novelty too between you as a couple and novelty in your sex life. Maybe there's something you can do that's a little different than you've already been doing. You know, little bits of novelty can go a long way. Mm -hmm. And you can literally find novelty anywhere in your life. Pick up a genre of book that you've never read before, if you like to read. Or, you know, there's literally thousands of things you could do to introduce something new into your life. True. And how does this get you out of burnout? Well, I think it gets you out of... It gets you out of burnout because your mind, your brain needs to shift gears. You need to do something else. Um... 
famous movie out there, Charlton Heston, The Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments is a you know a biblical story, so take it for what it's worth. But in the movie, Charlton Heston realizes that the Israelite slaves are working seven days a week, and he says, "Man, they need to have a break." And so he institutes a day of rest, and it was there to help them not only rest physically, but also mentally. Mm-hmm. We need that in our lives. Changing we, gears. You need to change gears. Yeah. We go through. I'm not like I said. This is not a religious thing here, but. We have to change gears, right? We we go through our work week working and we need to change gears and do something else. And so that's where adding some novelty mm-hmm. or adding a hobby. Or to... going on a vacation. Sometimes you just get tired of your surroundings and you want to go and experience something, a place that you haven't been before. Right. Or the next thing is having a hobby, doing something that isn't just wasting time. Or maybe you need to find a hobby. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had one when you were younger and then you kind of let it go because you're too old or because you're too busy or because you're too this or too that. Right. Your hobby is also not cleaning the house. Your hobby is not watching the kids. Um, and I know some people feel that way. I like cleaning the house sometimes. You're a freak. Well, I like organizing things. I shouldn't say that because I actually like washing the dishes. Well, sometimes people think of hobbies as wasting time. Listen to me. Hobbies are not wasting time. They are not. And some people say they are. They're not. I think of a hobby as something that is a creative outlet. We mentioned a few of them before, like painting or baking bread. Or it's any time that you're creating or building something. I think if you watch Star Trek, especially The Next Generation, you see those hobbies coming out. And I know we, I talk about Star Trek a lot. Yeah. I'm probably going to get slapped for it. Probably. But they're always in 10 forward having a little concert or something like that. Yeah. Like- they, they work so hard exploring the galaxy that every now and then they need to go and do something else Mm -hmm. commander Riker plays the trombone some people even though they have replicators choose to cook the food from the raw ingredients so anyway having a hobby can help you not be burned out yeah changes gears in your Mm -hmm. mind Mm -hmm. another thing that talked about a little bit last week is rest now i don't mean only sleep it includes sleep but not only It also includes meditation. It also can include a spiritual practice if you have one. It might include watching a show you enjoy watching. Sometimes going on social media can feel like sometimes. That's a a double-edged sword because sometimes going on social media can make you feel worse about yourself. So if it does that, then don't do that as a way of resting. But if it does really help you like feel better or give you a way to like unwind from the day or kind of just disconnect from your work or disconnect from sort of the negativity that you might have been feeling which causes your burnout whatever it is that helps you unwind vacations can go in the novelty category also can go in the rest category because often when you do go on a vacation you intentionally put your work aside and then experience a new thing do some resting maybe you lay on the beach maybe you do other things you enjoy so some of these things work in more than one category they sure do So the next one is connection, finding time to connect with those that you love, those people that are close to you. How do we do that? So many ways. It can be as simple as eating a meal together as a family. Sometimes it's breakfast if everybody's home in the morning, but then not home in the evening. Or for us, we really do try to have a family dinner, which was easy to do until our kids got to be teenagers and went to work and went to social activities and I don't know, all the other places that teenagers go. They weren't always home for dinner time. But family dinner is, there's lots of research that talks about how family dinner is important, um, if that's your thing. 
It can just be as simple as talking with someone about something that you're concerned about. I heard a podcast recently, and I won't go into the whole thing, but he was talking about the importance of having somebody witness your challenges. That was so fascinating to me. That like when we are feeling something bad, maybe we're judging ourselves, maybe we did something wrong, or maybe we are just having negative self-talk and we think we're the only ones and we hold that in and it basically is shame that we're holding in. And as soon as we tell somebody what we're so ashamed about, the shame dissipates. It's kind of crazy. I've, I've experienced this myself and I've talked to a lot of other people who have as well. Um, but just being able to have a witness to what is happening for you can not only help you feel connected to that person, but also help you feel like you're not alone and that there's nothing wrong with you. And it really does help dissipate a lot of those negative emotions that come from feeling like you have to hide who you are or have to hide something about yourself. Really concentrate too on the connection with your spouse mm-hmm. or your significant other. Go somewhere quiet away from the kids if you can and just talk to each other. Be open and honest. You can rub her feet. She can rub your feet, you know, and just talk. I think that's something that we've done before mm-hmm. we'll sit down. I'll take off your shoes and rub your feet and, mm-hmm. and hopefully they're not too stinky. Usually it's my feet that are stinky. Totally. Um, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, having those deeper conversations and discussing things, having that connection is really important. Yeah, it really is. Because we are, by nature, community beings. We want to be connected with each other. We want to be a part of the tribe. I'm sure if you've been in the self-help world for more than five minutes, you've heard people talk about this, how we are tribal, how we want to be a part of the group. And our limbic brain feels like we're going to die if we get kicked out of the group. We want to be connected. It's in our nature as human beings. So if you don't have a friend you trust or a spouse you don't feel like you can talk to, there are also other people, your parents or your friends. There's also a therapist or a coach or some other kind of neutral party, a trusted authority who can also be that connection for you if you just need to get out of the shame. Like if you're just really afraid that if you told somebody close to you what you're feeling ashamed about, they might shame you more or they might not understand or they might leave. I don't know. And if you need a neutral party who's still going to be caring and kind, sometimes it is useful to seek professional advice or help. And that's work that you do. Mm-hmm, it is. So the last thing that we're going to talk about is your mindset work or changing your mindset. Mm-hmm. And that means that when you're feeling burnt out, a lot of times you're feeling burnt out because of your thoughts, whatever mm-hmm. those thoughts might be. Mm-hmm. And that changing that mindset, and we can do it, we can change our mindset, can take away that burnout. Brooke mm-hmm. Castillo, I talked about her in the last podcast. She talks about that very thing, is that changing your mindset can really take away that burnout. She talked about how she knows people who work long hours but still don't get burnt out. It's because of their mindset, mm-hmm. their positivity. We all have that friend who like is going a million miles an hour and never seems to stop. Right, right. Love him or hate him, I thought about Donald Trump. And that guy is a workaholic and he seems to love what he does. He thrives on conflict. He thrives on building. He thrives on all those things. And you'd think, and I think he only gets like four to six hours of sleep at night. And all the other times of the day he's working and you'd think that guy would get burnt out, but he's in his seventies and won't stop. 
Mm-hmm. It would be really interesting to have a conversation with him about burnout and how yeah. he experiences it and what he's thinking and how he's doing self-care, the things that we don't know about. In his private life, we don't know what he does, right. you know, how he avoids burnout. But I, I think there's others. I mean, not just talking about him, but look at all the successful billionaires out there. They they seem to love what they're doing. They thrive on it. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to get burnt out. Now, they do get to go on vacations. They do get to do things others don't. Also, they may be more burned out than we realize. So we don't know that they're not getting right. burned out. But they I've can... also seen, I've seen people who are not billionaires, who are just your everyday Joe out there uh, loving what they're doing and have a positive attitude. And in fact, I worked with a guy a few years back. He's since moved on uh, to another job, but the guy dealt with a lot of bad stuff. And he was so positive about everything. He loved his job. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing that kind of work today. And I would think, man, how is he able to be so positive? And it's just, he chose to be positive and he chose to love what he did. His mindset caused him to continue on in dealing with some really challenging situations. Mm-hmm. I think one really important thing to talk about when you're discussing changing your thoughts is that it's not enough to just try to force yourself to think new things. You have to be able to really believe them. And I think that's how it ties in with all the other things that we talked about. Mindset is the key, but all of the other things support the mindset work. When I have enough sleep, it's so much easier to think different thoughts, to believe different things and not just go straight to the negative. When I have something that stimulates my mind, when I have some novelty or some rest or a vacation, maybe something to look forward to, it's so much easier to have more positivity. And that's why all of these things all kind of work together. They, they do. And I think as far as mindset goes, it's one of those easier said than done type of things. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, well, just change your mindset and everything will be fine. Well, it's not always easy. It definitely takes intention. And work. It, it does. And I think people hearing this, I think some of you have probably already thought, wow, yeah, change your mind on things or change how you're thinking. Yeah, that's a bunch of bull crap. But it can be done. The thing is, is you might need some help. And that's what's great about coaches is coaches go out there and they help people change their mindset. Mm -hmm. They help people come up with mind solutions or solutions to be able to think of things in a more positive light. Mm -hmm. And so if you're having a hard time coaching your own mind on something or changing the way you think or feel about something, there's professionals out there who can really help you. Mm -hmm. The main goal of coaching is to help a client gain awareness of what's happening in their mind. And come up with their own solutions. Yes, and... Sometimes you can't see what you can't see, but a neutral other can. When I'm talking with people, it's really interesting that I'll be coaching somebody who's going through something very similar to what I'm going through. And yet still, when they talk, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what thought is causing your problem for you. I actually have a good example of that. Well, it's more of a generalized example. And that is your spouse. Your spouse will see things in you or places you need to change that you won't see yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's important to listen to your spouse and what they're saying, because what they're saying might be true about you. Very that... true. <laughs> and and so and that's not always easy to stomach. Well, and it's easier to hear it from somebody that you're not sleeping with. So if that's a thing, I mean, yeah. Right. I don't want to negate the physical aspect because we talked about how it is about your mindset. There also are physical aspects, like if your body is depleted. And sometimes I think people oversimplify it if they're like, well, just change your thoughts and you're good. 
addressing the physical aspect is so important because the two work together so much. You can't just say, this is my mind and this is my body and they're two separate things. That's not the way we work. Our minds and our bodies affect each other. Everything that affects our mind affects our body too. And so we can't separate them out. So physical improvements helps your mindset. Mindset improvements help your body as well. And so working on both of them in conjunction with each other can help you sort of get out of the burnout. Yeah. So the six things are exercise and nutrition, novelty, having a hobby, getting rest, having connection, and mindset work. Right. If you guys out there can think of any other way to help you with your self-care or overcoming burnout, please drop us a line. Let us know what you think. And our last podcast, talking about burnout, if you want to give us your story about how you've been burnt out and how you overcame it, let us know because we're always looking to learn and looking to grow and there's lots of different ways of dealing with these things. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've thought of something that we haven't. Yeah. And, and so we'd really love to hear from you. Yeah, we're always looking for ways to improve our own lives as well, just like everybody else. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at You can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! Bye. I really enjoy lifting power rings to my mouth, and they're delicious. That's not exercise. That's eating donuts. Dang it! Maybe we're going for something a little bit more than that. Well, how about those fruit pies that are filled with berries? I've got berries in them. Those are a superfood. Those are not good. Or chocolate-covered strawberries. Another okay, superfood. I can get on board with chocolate-covered strawberries yeah, see, because chocolate you, is good for you. I knew I'd say. get you a superfood somewhere. Although I don't think I would call organizing a hobby of mine exactly. You don't do it enough for it to be a hobby. My hobbies are music related. Rude. Rude. I can't believe you said that. I'm still over here laughing. I don't even know what to say now. Oh, great. That's a legit (laughs) way of getting novelty. But when I think about novelty, I think about ice cream. I don't know. They call them ice cream novelties. And that's what I think about. Uh I don't know why.